0: I'm a doctor, a father, an American, an Indian. I've had conversations about life from every angle, and as I've navigated the South Asian experience, I share stories of people and their purpose. And what they're saying over and over again is Trust me, I know what I'm doing. I'm a Nikar, and on this episode of Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing, we're joined by award-winning visual artist, Vijay Biswal. Stay tuned. It's not really any secret that art moves us. It makes us react, plan, remember, reflect, expand, and focus, among other things. And when I'm looking at a painting, my reactions are certainly personal, visceral, and emotional. And speaking of personal, visceral, and emotional reactions, thank you all for listening to the show, for subscribing to, downloading, and rating the podcast, and for following us on social media at Dr. Abaydarneke. A few months ago, I received a message on a family WhatsApp group, and like many things on WhatsApp, it was likely destined to just get deleted. But this one literally caught my eye though, as it was the stunning scene of an Indian train station platform, a seemingly routine day with both the bustle and motion of the people walking, capturing also the peaceful, muted, private moment of an onlooker on a cloudy summer afternoon. For me, growing up and while visiting India, I was grateful to have traveled relatively frequently by train, and that vivid image brought back fond memories and led me to connect with its creator, the award-winning artist Bijay Biswal. Bijay is originally from rural Odisha and now lives in Nagpur. He spent many years as a chief ticket collector for the Indian Railways. With an early taste for art and creativity, Vijay found solace in painting, and through the years diligently taught himself how to paint in an array of different modalities. Vijay particularly portrays the motifs of India that he loves, rural devotional land and cityscapes and of course train platforms for which he's garnered local national and international attention he's since retired from the indian railways to devote his time and energy to his art winning numerous awards and garnering so many accolades i had an opportunity to catch up with bijay and chat about his journey and we started with how his childhood informed his lifelong passion
1: from childhood right from the day one i think when i have that feelings, uh, that I am me. Uh, from that day, I think I have that fascination towards a good form or aesthetics maybe. Uh, see, I'm from Odisha. And from a place, which is kind of very small town uh, surrounded by nature. Uh, art was something which was never talked about. Probably uh, the guy who was making signboards, you know, on the roadside, sitting under the tree, probably they were considered the artist. You know, uh, from that background, I started probably with just scratch, scratching on the surface uh, wherever I found any medium. It could be uh, the sand bed of the river, or um, most most uh, interestingly, it was the Indian tulip. Like, it's called oven, ardhan oven. You yeah. know, uh, where my mother used to cook and all my brothers and sisters uh, huddling huddling together around that chula. And I would pick up uh, a bond charcoal, you know, and just... And start started scratching on the surface of that chula so that was a perfect you know terracotta background for me yeah. so that is how it was started because as a child you you do not know uh, what uh, what's medium what is watercolor what is art nothing just the form a beautiful form beautiful form used to excite me it could be a flower it could be a mountain it could be fish anything. Uh, even in school, when I went to school, I was fascinated with drawing or sketching, as you may say. Uh, there are no mediums. I started with, like I said, charcoal. Then I uh, graduated to uh, pencil, uh, pen. And then probably after age of uh, 14 or 15, I saw the first uh, set of uh, a poster color, as they call it. It's a poster color. It's very little. It's, uh, the brand name was Camel because that is the only brand that was available back then. I'm talking about because I'm a 70s boy. And since I did not have any surface to paint, and what I did, uh, let me tell you here that my father had a medicine store. Mm. Uh, you know, in Odessa in that small town, and it was the only medicine store in forty kilometer radius. Oh, so wow. it was very important. People from all over the place they used to come to buy medicine. Uh, so I used to, you know, uh, find those white cardboard boxes. You know, I used to flatten them when the supply is gone and our dad used to give me away those uh, boxes, little little boxes, and he used to flatten them out. So it it formed a beautiful, you know, a background for my poster color. Sure. So I preferred those white and off white colored uh, medicine boxes. And and as by then I had grown into a huge movie buff. You know, wow. I used to love uh, the then superstars of our time in yeah. Bollywood. I mean, Amitabh Bachchan, uh, Dharaminder, Mithin Sakrabarti, Rekha Devi. Sure. So all these figures I was so fascinated with. And I used to paint them, yeah. you know, on those catbird boxes. And I was immensely popular, you know, friends, my teachers, uh, and everybody almost in that small town because everybody know everybody. Yeah. So they they used to appreciate me so much And that meant so much to me Probably That is the formative period Where, where that confidence Of course Because right from the beginning I was sure that I'm a born artist Right. Yeah. I'm born as an artist God has sent me to this earth To paint something To create something Because no matter whatever I do Because I did not know what profession means This is something I need to, because if I'm not doing any art work or any creative stuff, probably uh, God will be unhappy on me and he will be kind of disappointed on me.
0: You know, it sounds like this was something that you knew about yourself and all of these emotions being excited with the white cardboard, uh, being appreciated by by others were there other emotions there too? Did art ever make you at any point sad? Or art ever make you hopeful? Always hopeful. I am
1: a happy, good, lucky guy. I am mean, Even you look any of my look at any of my painting, yeah. they are full of positivity. Yeah. You you that you know that feel good factor you you sure. find in most of my paintings. It could be a little sketch, or it could be a massive acrylic paint painting like the one uh, you are seeing behind me, uh, or the watercolor. So yeah. no matter whatever subject I paint, it's always positive. And that is the kind of feedback I always get from my art lovers. They always say that your paintings gives us an hour joy. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's a kind of feel good feeling uh, always. So yes, I think hopeful always. was never, because sadness never lasts too long in me.
0: Uh, You know, because all of us go through a range of emotions, so hopefully we're not sad for too long, but in your case, does does art actually, when you see art or when you're experiencing art or when you're painting, is there so much joy there that in fact it allows you to break from some of these periods of sadness or or, or even when you're experiencing different kinds of art or you see being becoming inspired by something, does it sometimes move you to these range of emotions, whether they be you're very happy or you it might even make you so hopeful and optimistic, but also really empty and sad that that, wow, this this painting really struck me in a way that I, I was surprised by.
1: Mm, yes, somehow yes, but uh, see I'm such an artist that I'm so much you know focused into the technical aspect of an artwork. Uh, so on that emotional level, probably I do not connect because it will be a mistake to tell you that I was emotionally or yes, definitely, I become awestruck. Yeah, you know, yeah. In a technical way. Oh my god, look at. Look at that piece of artwork, yeah. I mean the Renaissance artwork. Because I was inspired hugely by uh, our Raja Ravi Parma, the famous yeah. Raja Ravi Parma Indian artist and, yeah. and of course uh, R.K. Lakshman. These are the two people who have always influenced me. So whenever I look, a particular, look at a particular cartoon or caricature from R.K. Lakshman, it could be a little crow flying, the body yeah. language of a crow. It used to just you know it gives it it used to it gives me lots of goosebumps. Yeah. So that way it, the art affects me because I look at art every day. I consume yeah. a lot of artwork every yeah. day because, uh, like they say, if you want to be an author, you need to read a lot. Uh, yeah. So it's like so I need my uh, uh, daily dose of artworks. So.
0: I'm curious because you worked with the. Yeah, in the Indian railway system for so long in, in Nagpur. I'm curious, how did the railway platform itself become your inspiration? Were there other uh, experiences that informed how you captured the images and then interpreted them? And and for that matter, what did your experiences with the railways, what did that teach you about yourself? <laughs>
1: Quite a lot, because that was another a. Uh, uh, Another episode, so to say. Yeah, uh, so cut to, cut to 1990. I got my job in early 90 as a ticket checker. I worked for uh, Indian Railways, posted at Nagpur. And I used to work in moving trains. All Indians know what a ticket checker is. It was difficult initially because I'm a very, as an artist, you know, very, very sensitive guy. So the initial couple of years was very, very heartbreaking for me because uh, you were working in a space. Where you have to interact with the public because they have issues while they're traveling, there are several issues. Sometimes a uh, train is running very, very late. Sometimes bathrooms are not working. And yeah. as if as a frontline staff, you have to face them. Yeah. And when public is kind of anguished, is kind of uh, you know, uh, in trouble, definitely they will. Uh, and their anger or their frustrations to you because you are the front line star, mm-hmm. So you have to handle them. Uh, not everybody uh, knows that you are an artist. And so even if they knew that, it doesn't matter to a traveling public. So, it, But see, after a point of time, uh, life teaches you quite a lot of things. And so I try to make it a part of my life because this is how life is going to be. But back home, when I used to come back home, I'm a different person altogether, and there uh, all my canvases are waiting. And in fact, after a couple of days, a couple of years, I started taking my watercolor kit along with me while I was Mm -hmm. going. The best thing of that job was that it gave me immense flexible power, you know, flexible time. Uh, Sometimes you Come home early. Sometimes your train is not coming; it's late, and you are getting, uh, you know, unexpected uh, extra time. So during that time, I go out, whatever station it is. Uh, most, mostly, I used to go from Maharashtra to Odisha. And yeah. uh, towards uh, Chhattisgarh, that area before it was Madhya Pradesh, now it is Chhattisgarh. Yeah. So these are certain stations where I have painted almost everywhere. And uh, the first uh, train painting, the platform painting that came about in the year 2000. Uh, 11, I guess, 11 or 12. I was in Bhattabara. That's just I cannot forget. The rain had just stopped and my train was kind of late. It was late probably 5 to 6 hours and I had my watercolour kit and I started doing a little scribble, a little watercolour and it, yeah. it, was, it was a good one and I came home and I made a huge painting out of that. It was yeah. a huge canvas work and it came out fantastic and I was very happy with what I had done because I have never painted a railway because railway as a subject, uh, it's never exciting. You know, what are you going to do with a subject yes. like that? People moving about, everybody busy with metallic things and trains. So it's not a very aesthetic subject to uh, express on the canvas. But I did that painting and uh, in year 2012, I went to Mumbai, uh, that India Art Festival. And that painting was a sensation. Everybody loved it, not no, not just they loved it. There was a lot of media hype around that painting. Yeah. And that painting got sold. I
0: and I wonder because you know, so many people around the world can relate to that experience that of the platform, of train travel, and of what the scene possibly is like, especially on a platform. And I wonder if that probably was so relevant. And resonant for people when they when they saw that. Probably it has to do with uh, the fact that the rain was
1: there. The reflection part was there. That is vital. Yeah, because that reflective surface with with people. I mean, a couple of sadhus coming my way. Um, you could share that. You could say visual thing that you someday you can share that. I mean, you got an Indian platform. Uh, People with colorful saris and braids yeah. and dup- dupatta flying about and the reflection. It was a perfect subject for I me mean, in acrylic. Yeah. And uh, that painting, uh, after the success of that painting, that gave me an idea that uh, I'm working through railways and I never looked at railway traffic that way. Yeah. Before that, I I used to do a lot of works, a lot of subjects, it could be a hero, it could be, there is not a definite subject, no recollection value, right? Yeah. From then on, from that painting on, uh, I started, uh, I thought, why not make a series out of that? Sure. Then that, then that wet flat from series uh, came about and, and it, it broke all my record. It established my, me literally in this art world because everybody kind of connected with my kind of art. So right. so... There is lot of uh, you know lot of pages started sharing my artworks, lakhs and millions of shares. So uh, so much so that Prime Minister Narendra Modi also came to yeah. know about that, and he praised me immensely. He's his is so That is one kibar, yeah. and uh, later and I also got to meet. Prime Minister in Mysore and one of my painting went to his house and that painting also was auctioned and to a very high price. Uh, so that is how this train thing happened. Like you said, lots of uh, uh, Indian diaspora who have been yeah. through India, so they know they can collect with their train journey more than any uh, air of uh, travel. Uh, it's, so.
0: it's emblematic of not just India, but it sounds like it is emblematic of you in that it reflects a lot on, on you as well. Got it. Yeah. And I was curious about one thing. You're, you're a completely self taught artist. How, how do you think your journey would have been different had you been instructed or taught by someone? Would it impact your own confidence?
1: I do not know because I uh, clearly, honestly, uh, I cannot say what would have been my course of action, uh, how I would have developed as an artist. And sometimes I feel that probably it was good that I did not go to any college. In any case, because art is how you express yourself confidently again and again. Probably if I was in any art school or art college, probably I would have been stereotyped. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, probably I would have been straight jacketed into a particular format of art making, which mm-hmm. I never did. Yeah. I could paint whatever I wanted, you know, yeah. because the fact that I was working for Indian Railways because I was not bothered how how to put food on my table because really yeah. was taking care of that and they were supporting me so well. So... Uh, I, I never bothered to paint anything that did not excite me because I I would not uh, I would choose my subject very carefully. Yeah. Uh, if someone would say, uh, uh, "Please paint the portrait of my dadaji or nanaji," probably yeah. I would refuse. I used to refuse a lot, and yeah. my some of my art friends they are dying to do that that kind of stuff, but I said no because I want to grow as an artist. A yeah. artist. who would stand out in the crowd uh, for the kind of work that it does. Uh, So that is where I, like a lot of people, a lot of artists also told told me, uh, uh, don't do this railway painting, don't do this, uh, don't do that. I would never uh, listen to them. I would do my kind of thing, and which is what right now
0: I'm doing. Do you think the concept of a mistake uh, as an artist, You know, they're self-defined markers. And what I mean by that is that, you know, something that might be a mistake to you might be a masterpiece to me. And how how do you how do you grapple with making mistakes as someone who is basically self-taught? You have answered the question so well. A mistake
1: on my side is a masterpiece, uh, masterpiece from uh, where we are looking at it. Uh, yeah. So, yes, I celebrate my mistake. I have made millions and billions of mistakes. And right now, I'm making mistakes. And whatever mistake that is there in my painting, that becomes a style statement. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm making some uh, mistakes here and there. And that's fine. Yeah. Because... Life is not perfect and no art is perfect. Even yeah. I can find a lot of things which is not right in Mona Lisa, right? Yeah. So, so this is how art world works. I do not know about any other academic stuff, what to think about it. But every art is a work in progress.
0: I am so moved when I look at your art by the combination of simplicity and complexity in the same work. So be it a Ordia village or a platform scene or a Devi, is that also the way you view yourself? Uh, yes, we are all a bundle of
1: contradiction, abai uh, So yes, you are right. Probably that could tell me. You have summarized me so well. Yes, yes, indeed. And sometimes I, I. I become angry and because I I turn emotional so uh, very quickly at the drop of a hair. I talk to my wife sometimes, I uh, I lose my temper and and I try to rectify myself so and a lot of people say oh my god you are like -like Jain-like you are like Buddha, you have so much patience, you must not be, you, you never come across as an angry guy. Well, no, this is part of what I am. I'm human yeah. being after all. Uh, so yes, that complexity is there, and uh, in art, in every art, uh, you have. It's not that. But every part of your painting, you have to put so much detailing or beautify that way. Yeah. There are some gray areas, some zones where you have to tone down or play down the intensity of that area so that you have that visual pleasure, that, you know, that spiral of looking at art or better. Because yeah. as an artist, you should know where to have that entry point in an artwork. Sure. And once you get that entry point, you are transfixed into that painting, you look at every part of the painting, you enjoy it better. Then you come out of the painting, happy, satisfied, whatever emotion that you have.
0: I read that you've mentioned that you're an artist who respects no limit on creativity and no artistic boundary. So does it ever become challenging to feel content with your work? Um,
1: let me tell you one thing. I'm I'm happy with my artwork for probably 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, after 24 hours, I start picking on my own part because I am my worst critic. I look at my artwork and I see and uh, some artworks just uh, I they make me crazy uh, when I look at this area. And in fact, there are some artworks that I have already sold to my clients, but. Um, Probably I will call them back and I want to rectify those areas. <laughs> of course, right. of course, of course, they don't mind that. This yeah. is, is that so? And I'm like, yes, this is so cringeworthy, probably that perspective is not right. Uh, so, uh, another, and there is one hack that I do with my, my artwork. Uh, when I do something, what happens? Even I uh, tell that to most of my students, my art students, and I tell them, hey, whenever you're doing some painting, sometimes, mm, Try to pat yourself and oh my God, what a fantastic work I have come up, come up with. It's beautiful. Hang on, hang on, stay there. What I do, I just when this painting is done, I mean done that way. Then I put it away. I do not look at that work for next five to six days, probably a week. Then again, I come back to that painting. So then I notice because all those mistakes, glaring mistakes, you you get to see on your own works because some yeah. areas that are unfinished, some areas that could have some more detailing, some stuff like that.
0: I'm I'm curious about one thing. You paint a variety of different subjects. How do truth and empathy play a role in your work? It's almost like a philosophical question that you have yeah.
1: <laughs> you have stopped me here. Uh no I think uh, my honesty uh, to my artwork is uh, truth, a That is what I feel such about. Because most of my paintings are rooted in Indianness. You go through all my artworks, one string that is there, that they are typically Indian things because these yeah. are the things I can relate to. It could be my Odisha village because I was born and brought up in those areas. So my honesty my truthfulness reflect there because those yeah. are the subject that i can relate to even the stories that my grandfather my grandparents told me my mother told me the puranas the Maharas, the ramayans they influence me so much and i always am very uh, you know uh, very surprised uh, that some of my artist friends tell that desire how to find a subject. And I always tell them, if you're in India with massive, you know, uh, melting pot of culture and tradition on all those things handed us down the centuries, I mean, you have humongous subjects lying all around you. So I try to be authentic to my Indianness. Uh, So that's why, um, like I said, I try to celebrate railways, uh, celebrate my Indianness through those paintings because yeah. as an Indian, you need to project your uh, yourself, your honesty uh, and your personality because every art is a part of your personality. I always believe that.
0: I'm, I'm curious, you're a Nagpur resident by way of Odisha, but you've also traveled and experienced so many global settings and places, how does the concept of, of home play a role in your work? For instance, when I travel back uh, to visit relatives, particularly in uh, places where I'm going through rural India, you know, every time that I revisit some of these areas, it changes a little bit. So in, in your eye, the concept of your home in Orissa or the home in Nagpur or the home of of India is constantly changing. And in that way, does the nostalgia for those times come into play? Do you ever feel that like, well, now my eye on rural India is slightly different than it was in the 70s or the 80s when I what I remember of that? Is it important to also think about how it is changing in those ways? too? Yes, that's a
1: valid point here. Uh, Yes, things are changing because technology is advancing every day. Uh, Because in villages these days, I see mobile people. I mean the villagers are carrying mobiles. So that way you see some uh, signboards of some uh, mobile services over there. But uh, yes, whenever in, in my part of Odisha, where in central Odisha, I think not much has done. There are still some areas like my uncle's house, which is still there. It is still beautiful. It is still that way as it was back then. I mean, I'm talking about 70s and 80s. Yes. It's still there. It's like time has literally over there and that's why that's my comfort
0: zone when i go there i think i mean it sounds like no matter what the comfort comes from what your memory and what your comfort is of that memory and as you're painting i imagine that no matter when or how you visit some of these areas even though they're changing in your mind you still have an idea of of what it is what it reminds you of for that matter yes Yes, you know, you know, when someone is experiencing your art, what do you hope they are learning about you directly?
1: Uh, it's about a person who is always very sure about himself that he has gone through situations where he had to go through lots of trials and tribulations, but he never gave up his hope, hope of creating. No matter what the situation is, um, creating some art which makes the world a little beautiful than what it was before and people can connect with me through my art because my art is all about beauty, all about positivity and all about happiness and of course Indianness. Here is a proud Indian who wants to uh, showcase his Indianness unabashedly uh, through his artworks, uh, especially the roots uh, that I have come from. So I celebrate my roots. I'm that kind of artist.
0: Well, I know that so many are celebrating those roots with you. Vijay, thank you so much for joining us. It was really a privilege and an honor, and I hope we can visit again sometime soon. Oh, thank you, Radha. Thank you. It's such a pleasure and thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Vijay. Remember that art is life and life is art. So stop and enjoy it while you can. Till next time, I'm Abhidhar Niktar. Hi, this is Manakshi Sharma. Listen to Ruckus Avenue Radio at dashradio.com and download the Dash Radio app for complete access 24 hours a day, seven days a week to our station.